Before to start with this episode, I just wanted to remind you that Easy Medical Device do have its own shop now. So don't hesitate to go and to find some templates uh, related to the medical device regulation uh, or uh, also some coaching session that I'm offering. Okay, so let's start now with this episode. Welcome to the Medical Device Made Easy podcast. I am Munir Lazuzi, a medical device expert specialized on quality and regulatory affairs. My mission is to help you learn how to place a compliant medical device on the market. For that, I'll share with you my experience and the one of others on this podcast. Are you ready for your dose of regulation and standard today? Okay, so let the show begin. Welcome to the Medical Device Made Easy podcast. Here is Munir Alazuzi from easymedicaldevice.com. And today, we wanted to help all the companies that are asking themselves, how do I get a quality management system? How do I get certified? Because if you recall, so with the new medical device regulation, all the companies, even the class one, have to have a quality management system. And I have with me Stefan Bolaninger from Beyond Quality, who will help us to understand uh, how to do that. So, Stefan, welcome to the Medical Device Made Easy podcast. Hello. Thanks, Monia. Nice to meet you again. Yeah. So, uh, as you may recall, uh, Stefan is also uh, having uh, some few episodes with me and he's also participating to the Medical Device School, uh, where we are asking small questions and he, he provides his uh, opinion on them. Uh, so, Stefan, uh, as we've said, uh, mainly uh, we have the new medical device regulation that is asking for a uh, quality management system. So, I think it's new. It's not something that was asked before with the MDD. Yes, most likely. Well, we need um, a quality management system was always a good idea as because it controls your organization and organizes you to help to streamline and perform. So that's a good thing on the quality management system. So and with MDR, MDR focuses directly and says, okay, you really need to have something. You have need to have a quality management system and depending on the classification, it's to be either certified or not. In any case, absolutely to be easy on it, it's just, well, go to article 10, go to the point nine and go from A to M. That's all you need to concern about. That's nicely written from the European Commission because it's all listed what kind of process areas you need to have. And then you need to dig into every little step and say, okay, these are my small and little processes. This is everything. And then, because that's also a Pretty cool insight if you use the terms directly from Article 10.9 and then search in the MDR completely if that term is available and anytime. And every time it is, um, what, what, what I do, every time it is, well, it was found by normal PDF search or HTML search, that's no problem. I link that little article to the, to the process and then I can have a quick chat and a quick gap and say, okay, the process supply management is in the following article. Dip, 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 dip. When I want to have a process for supply management, I look, okay, I need to fulfill these articles. That's it. So that is a cool thing and MDR made it quite easy by having all of the processes into a one short list. If you are not certified, if you're certified, company, then you need to go to spans that a bit more broad to go also not only MDR, but also on the ISO certificate, ISO 13485 certification. And that is, well, that's 
the same information on it. So every time you look into the standard, you search for, is there a documented procedure needed? Yeah. And that's, you can search for the term. <laughs> every time this term applies, you need to have a procedure. You can combine, filter them, spread them, and but that's all you need to do. And that is what you need to be visible and challenge on it. So, so, uh, so mainly when, when we are saying now we need the quality management system, um, we, uh, you, you already mentioned that we have the ISO 13485, that is a quality management system for, for medical devices. Uh, so this is mainly what is recommended by MDR. The, um, the MDR does not tell us which one we shall use, but yeah. as it's always a but in that sentence, um, we will have in one day, one day, we will have the harmonized standards. And then it is uh, has a extremely high likelihood. I would say it's nearly safe that we will need to comply to the ISO 13485 as a harmonized standard. Yeah. If it's a harmonized standard, then it's the best usable idea to do this at. So that's a standard. If you have a class 1M, 1S, 1R, 2A, 2B, or class 3 in Europe, then ISO 13485 is your friend. And if, you are, if you are class 1, for example, so is it mandatory to go for ISO 13485? No, it's not mandatory, but it's a good approach. Okay. Just, so I'm, I'm, I'm not... I'm not bound to anyone from the standards commission for, for that standard. I do not have very impact on that and no personal standard, but it's a good standard. I, I personally, I really like it. And as a matter of fact, FDA seems to like it as well because they want to shift from so exactly. 21 CFR 820 to the ISO 13485. So mm. awareness is quite high that this standard will be the one ruling at all. So uh, now, uh, if I am a medical device company, uh, I was previously class one, I will still continue to be maybe class one with MDR and I want to go to, um, to create my quality management system, so within the ISO 13485. So what are the steps that you recommend for, for this company to, to start on? Okay, if you want to go to the ISO 13485 standard or want to start fresh with it, look into A, look into the Article 10.9 from the MDR, and then log into the look into the um, ISO 13485 for the documented process. So if you have that, then you will find a few terms, and then every company, every, really every company, has some kind of quality process. Maybe some are written, some are oral, or some are implicit, implicit processes, but they are available, and that is something which is really need to be harvested because that is how operation spins around its benefit. And that's the saying. So first you need to go to the standard and look what is needed, look to the regulation, what is needed. Then you take what you already have and then you go and say, okay, how can I fulfill with the things I have, fulfill the processes? So, most likely it will yeah. not work out completely. So most likely if you're not certified, you will not follow the complete certified process in one step. So that is something which you need to go and say, okay, what shall I do next? And that is an important thing. You know, you have a gap, you need to close the gap. And very important on that step, if you have found your gap or no gap at all, if you have found that, then it is the thing where you need to make your contact with your certification institute who can give you the ISO 13485 certificate. 
at that step, you will need to go to communication and uh, more or less you will need to start with their offer, make the commercial proposals, all the discussions, how many people you are, the setup of the company, how it will be structured. That's a very, sometimes a very, very hard thing to get that structure completely done with them in a fast time. And then you will first need to pay. <laughs> and they will give you one day where they say, okay, if you're only ISO 13485, you will have your stage one audit and a stage two audit. Stage one is document check in their offices. Okay. Okay. That's, that's the first initial point. At that date, you will have to do everything that ISO 13485 needs to have as a process available, as a printed and released process to give to them to say, okay, that is my process and that will be checked. And then a few weeks, mostly a few weeks later, three or four weeks, the auditor has the time to review all the processes, gives you a deviation report and tells you, say, don't like this one. They think, okay, that's not following the standard completely. So there are small details and then they will, you can fix them and then they will say, okay, this is our stage two. Stage two is on site. So one or two or maybe more of the auditors from the certification institute came to you, come to your facility, to your office, what it will be in the scope of the certificate and Jack said you work according to the processes you defined. So it's not only a book, it's also the book you need to play with. So yeah, so uh, stage one, they are just reviewing the documentation and stage two, they are, stage two, they are checking that you are applying that uh, at, your, at your site directly. Uh, when yes. you are saying about stage one that they will uh, give you some, some deviation, maybe some, uh, create some deviation, can we say that this kind of a pre-submission of your system before they are really doing the, right, the complete audit or? Yeah, pre-submission, yes, that's, um, that would be a, a suitable word for it, pre-submission. Uh, it's, it's a document check. They check for those documents. And there are, there are plenty of tools already available, which give you great gap analysis to the yeah. documents you have. And in case... In case you do not know what you need to challenge, and that's no problem, look into the standard documented procedure and go one line by line. Do you have this? Yes. Do you have this? Yes. Do you have this? Yes. And at the end, prior to the stage one, I really, really recommend, and it is required by also by Certification Institute, that you have an intense internal audit. Yeah. Well, we can call it also mock, mock inspection, so like... Mock inspection, yeah, internal, or in, in, for the ISO 13485 auditors like the term internal audit. Yeah. They like the term because that's part of the standard as well. Then you do your internal audit and have, or have someone external doing that. Someone, be aware, they need to be qualified according to your own process in that case. Yeah. And then say, uh, look into it, make a brief and a really deep looking into it and tell you, okay, I have everything combined to go to certification. And one last step prior to the stage one, create a management report. You will have the ISO 13485 standard gives you all information needed to be inside of a quality management report. And the management report is completely. And that's information you need to gather. Some of them you will most likely do not have. Send right in, okay, I do not have, I cannot fulfill that because I do not have gathered the data from the last time. We will do it in the next thing, next report. Uh, That's needed and because this one, this, this management report is your entry point for the stage one. 
because that is needed. The internal audit report or something like that, or mock inspection report or whatever is needed. And your documentation quality, quality documentation, your QMS book, including all your processes and a quality management handbook. So just one thing. So if you are not successfully passing stage one, can you go to stage two? It depends. It depends on how much you failed. Okay. Um, if you have two or three flaws, minor weaknesses, that's minor non-conformities, you can arrange with them, okay, you will do that in the documentation until the following date, and you can go to the stage two um, uh, uh, anyway. But um, if, uh, if, if you have a major non-conformity, or more major non-conformities, and uh, the auditor tells you, no, I'm not, I'm, it's not sufficient what you have done, and I'm not convinced that you can work with it, and that's not according to the standard in the details we require, then you are not allowed to go to stage two. Okay, so, so uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's good. Yeah. Uh, so it's the stage one is really making a kind of a filter and not making you go to stage two when you are not ready, ready for, that, uh, for that at all. Um, so you have now um, this audit. Um, one thing that I wanted to, to ask, so um, on the MDR, it says that the, the quality management system should be certified by a notified body. So is it, uh, what, what does it mean this? Is it really a notified body or? Ah, say this, it is a weird sentence. Yeah. Yeah, because um, if you have a class one device, you don't need to be certified. And also, then if you do the certification, it's voluntarily. If it is voluntarily, no one can tell you you need to do that by notified party. So any certification institute is fine. Okay. Also, on the if you need a notified body for your EC certificate, you're also allowed to have a, a different company certifying your ISO 3485. However, um, since you can combine the audit time for all, ISO 3485 and for the MDR, because if you if MDR tells you you need the notified body, it tells you as the same way, hey, you need an ISO 3485 certification. Yeah. So, or you have a type test approval or something like that. But uh, let's go to the standard to the normal case. The normal case tells me, okay, we need a notified body. That means we need a, a certified quality management system. That could be technically, it could be two different companies. One is a notified body, one is a certification company, or it could be one company. So it's no rule that it must be a notified body. It could be for ISO 3485. It can be any. Certification Institute, which is qualified according to the European law and the accreditation. And you need a notified body checking the MDR topics. It's not clever to have two different companies. So no. I would do it in one, and that is with the one with the highest requirements, and that's a notified body. Yeah, so yeah. I would one because they can share the audits, they can look into it briefly, they can say, okay, I have checked this, and that implicates the other process, and that's easier. It's more, it's clever, it's cost-saving, and it's easier for the one who performs the audits. 
And it's also, I mean, it's also easier for the company because uh, I imagine that there are companies that maybe have many audits uh, during the year. So adding one more audit because you are just separating both uh, entities uh, is not clever. Uh, and yeah, it um, it can you can maybe save money also because as uh, as you said, so you are combining everything, so you're not asking new auditors to come and pay everything from from zero. So they, I think it's a great point. Just one precision maybe for the people that. Um, will be um, certified or have an ISO 13.5 certification. Um, can we say that it's uh, done once and then it's finished or it will be, um, uh, you'll have to do it, uh, you have to do an, an audit uh, at a certain frequency? What, what, is the, what is the recommendation for that? Okay, uh, well, that's, qu that's quite easy. Um, for the ISO 13.45, it will happen every year. Okay. Every year for that, if you have one, location or depends on how many locations you have if you any time any year the iso 1345 audit will happen for the one standard who has the quality management system overall complete oversight of the global organization or however you man you manage that that is written in stone that it will come every year it depends only how long time they spend there so um, they need to have a surveillance audit and uh, a short surveillance audit. So the first audit is a certification audit, then it's the first surveillance, the second, the third of surveillance, and then it's a re, uh, re then there's a certification. Yeah. So and then it's because then you the certificate is only valid for five years. Okay. Five years, okay, yeah. So the, yeah, the certificate is valid for five years. They are coming yeah. every year, and yes. uh, they are covering all the quality management uh, topics within this period. Um, that is correct. And surprise, surprise. Um, we have for those that are under MDR, uh, possibility of unannounced audit. Will it yeah, cover yes. also the ISO thirteen four eight five or not? Um, well, this is a completely different approach because um, the, the regular audits shall tell you I have a robust working system. So unannounced audit tells me that you, I know that you have regularly checked your quality management system, but you do not have only a quality management system, you also have products. Yeah. And the unannounced audits focus specifically on one or more products. So they so go to the warehouse. Clap the hands and say, okay, I want this product, I want that product, I want this product. And now tell me everything about these specific three products. So and they then are, they, they, are not, they are not looking, yeah, they are not looking at the Kappa uh, of nah. them. They are not looking at the compliance system, but they are looking at Kappas that are related to this product, uh, yeah. to this supply chain, et cetera, et cetera, but not the, the procedure for Kappa or this kind of thing. That's correct. Let's uh, let's face it. It's a regular audit for ISO 13405, also for MDD or MDR, desk audit. In general, say we sit together in one big room, like my conference room, and I tell you, okay, you have that requirement. This is my process. You have that requirement. This is my process. And so it goes more, more days, mostly two or three or four or five days. Okay. So, okay. That depending on the company size. Okay, they go a few times, they go also to the subject matter experts, the developers, the production, the warehousing, the packaging, labeling, whatever. Okay, but I can do most of them by a good technical documentation and by a, a, for a project or a product and by, a, a, by the quality management system itself. So nearly 
yeah, most of the time I've, I've been in the conference room, but the analysts on it shall do it exactly the different way because company is checked during the regular inspection year by year. And then you deliver products and the analyst audit checks the products. If you apply on this specific product, your quality management system and everything else you have. There. So this product with a serial ID, is it traceable? Has it also correct um, versions for the um, process procedures, the working procedures, assembly procedures, labeling specifications, labeling prints is set and completely line. And then most likely it stops with when it ends to, this is our general quality management process. It go, does not go the way to, this is our SOP. So okay. SOP is not relevant. So yeah. it goes on everything else beyond. So it's cool because um, there is, a very good second value on the audit. So you do not, yeah, do not um, have duplicated audit times. You have additional audit times so with a different focus. And that is valuable. And recommendation from my side, um, some kind of, I call it mystery shopping. Okay. You can, you should do that every year in your warehouse. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, go as you go it as your auditor to your warehouse and tells you, okay, I will this package, this package, this one, this one, this one, and go backwards until you end up with the processes. I call that mystery shopping. Yeah, yeah. And that is it's quite nice and you get a more intense feeling about how safe your procedures are used in all areas of the dev of the device production and creation. Yeah, so I have some, some customers that are doing that, that uh, are missioning some uh, um, external auditors also to uh, come by surprise to make an unannounced audit and to, so this, this helps to train also the team on what is the, it's expected and that it's not, they are not surprised and they are not nervous um, because they are thinking, what's that? I never saw that. More you are trained, more you will provide the right information and not, uh, yeah, not make any, uh, any, any mistake there. Okay, yes. so um, I think it's uh, it's great here. Now, um, one case, is it critical for a company that is passing an audit, maybe stage two at the end, to receive a non-conformity report? Is it something that they should be worried about? Uh, well, worry, yes. Panic, no. Um, tell, I'm telling the truth. I also receive non-conforming reports from from modified bodies sometimes a uh, major non-conformity sometimes a minor non-conformity it depends it happens all the understanding between the auditor and us how we proceed and who has which kind of information about a specific area so what happens if you receive a non-conformance report you have a time frame when you need to respond and what you need to do so first thing is how does it happen? Make a root good root cause analysis. Or if you have, if they found a problem, tell them, okay, what is my, do I need the fire extinguisher directly? Do I need to make sure that everything's good again? So, um, correction, so immediate correction. Is it needed? Yes, no. Decide and don't panic. Don't panic if you have <laughs> no conformity because, hey, you can, cleared if you find out by the non-conformity that you have products in the market which are not safe then you need to panic everything else it's a quality management system it's a quality management is a journey the auditor improves you improve and so um you have the non-conformity look at it do i need an immediate reaction yes no then decide 
why do I need it, why don't I need it, rationalize it, make a good, stay clear, rational, what you have done and what not. Then go and make a good root cause analysis and ask yourself, why did it happen, what has been done, is it a direct or an indirect problem for, for, for the quality management system? And they'll go down with the five whys until you are answer the question, okay, now I know why it happened. Really, I, I don't know why it happened. I think it's also a good opportunity to use your quality management system. I mean, the Kappa system, for example, yeah, yes. uh, to answer uh, all these steps, the investigation, the uh, root cause analysis, the actions, and to uh, the make the effectiveness monitoring. Uh, check the episode we have done also with Stefan Boleininger about uh, what are the problems that we can find on, on Kappas. Uh, so I think that uh, that can be also valuable information. Um, okay, now let's say that uh, I receive my certificate, I put it in a good frame, I put it on my wall, <laughs> everybody is seeing that I am uh, ISO 13485 certified UP. Um, do I need to stop here and wait for the audit next year or what's happening? <laughs> well, once you receive the audit, as once you receive the certificate, you can feel like a hero. Okay. But real heroes never stop. Okay. So you have your certificate, put it on the wall, Put it right behind the wall and then start again and say, okay, you now know how your quality management system works and you have regular tasks. You have defined them in your quality management system. Yeah. That's yet you have regulatory tasks and tasks which need to be performed in a specific way. For example, make sure you have suppliers which are as good as they have been on the certification day. Improve your suppliers, evaluate them, train them, train your people in the companies. That's not a it's not a one-day mission. It's a very, very yeah, it's an endless mission. It's always going the same circle with okay, you have now your state, how you are, look into the next step will be your next internal audit, maybe, and your management report, what you need to do there, make sure everything is working, make your own spontaneous audits some sometimes during samplings and whatever and then also improve your quality management system according to all changes and standards you get aware for example yeah you have iso 13485 you're a normal manufacturer of medical devices that means iso 14971 applies to you as well yeah uh, or see or if it's electronic product 60601-1 so but or just for software, the 62304 or the A2304. And then yeah. you know, or uh, compatibility. So it's also the same. Then you know, ah, there's a new process, there's a new standard coming out. I need to has that I need to evaluate this standard is for me relevant. Yes. What is the impact of that standard on me? On my quality management system. And therefore, I really encourage everyone to have a list of standards which are not only used for the product but also these standards are evaluated and used in my quality management system so the reference my standard my standards my processes to make sure that if you see that's the new standard coming out you know what if it may might have a, may have an, an um, impact on a quality management system or also if as um of course from if it's a revised standard or if it's a new standard then you can say okay does it is it applicable for us in general yes look into the pages okay does it require me to have a process 
Yes, no, where can I put it into my quality management system? Or shall I do that or do I do that with templates or with project-specific documents, that depending, then on the impact it has. But that impact needs to be carefully checked every time you have a standard which is used for you every time. So that is part of continuous improvement of your quality management system. Yeah. Also, if you have product problems, the quality management system does not end with an SOP or a working instruction. No, it ends with the delivery of products and with the traceability after that delivery and with the post-market surveillance after the delivery of the products. Oh, my arm is not long enough. That is the... That is the, um, the complete implication it has. And so you need to challenge it every time something changes. So continuous improvement as requested by most standards, well, that's a, that's a very weird thing. It's a bit bipolar from the ISO 3485 standard because it does not require you to have a continuous improvement. However, continuous improvement is always good. So yeah. um, it requires you to have it uh, fulfill all regulatory requirements. Here's my link to my standards regulatory requirements, little term, nice looking. And um, this is, uh, and with the continuous improvement, I have challenged that once, maybe also by my management report, and also it has a CABA procedure, and the ISO 3485 wants us to ensure everything is safe. So, continuous improvement, yes. Improve your system, yes. Not at any cost, but with the eye on the impact, what has, been to, what has to change, does it have impact on my products, on my customers, on my patients? Because it's patient safety at the yeah. end. And right. that needs to do need to be done every day. It's every day's business to make sure we are safe and improving. And regular times, supplier audits, supplier evaluations, every time I get a new supplier, first in the evaluation and later on the routine evaluations, management report at least once a year. I combine the normally after I have done all my internal audits, I do the management reporting. Because then I have a feedback on what happened. Is it feasible to be ejected on that? Is it fine for me? And then I can go with the management report and say, okay, based on everything I found out in the past, I need more or less resources. So that is a task which has to be done very, very good through the year and in a stepped approach, supplier, supplier quality, supplier check, Internal audit, internal check. Do I need to log into production? Have I do I have all my capas under control? And then my management review. So uh, I think I think yeah, it's uh, when when we hear you, it's like it's a full time job. It's not like uh, once you have done it and it's finished. So you have really to have people that are uh, qualified to help you to do the job. Uh, so as you mentioned, don't be just a hero because you received your certificate. Continue the journey and continue to learn and to. It's a step by step process. So it's um, I call it the the, the dimming wheel. So the PDCA, when we are still improving and improving, improving. So you should not stop here. And uh, I think it's important message also for companies that are thinking that, yes, I just paid for an audit. I get my certificate so I can market that to everybody to say I am ISO 13485. And then I, I wait for the next audit where they will maybe provide me more non-conformities because uh, I didn't really follow um, the, 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 the right journey. So I think it's a, a good message also for, for the people. Yes. Absolutely. It will not end. So uh, it, it is, uh, ISO 13485 certification only has one end. If you do not want to use the certificate any longer. Okay. So that is the only end it has. Everything else is continuous until, yeah, 
until the company dies or you. So it depends on what is first. And um, it's full-time job, that's a, that's a thing. Um, if you have a small company, you can do that in parallel to another job. However, ensure that you are differentiated enough from that quality resource to your other things you do. And then you can do you can do a quality management system in parallel to something else. But if you are a company, if it's grows, if it is if it's a bigger one, then it is most likely that you will have one dedicated resource which is only dealing about quality management system and regulatory requirements. If a company grows bigger, then you have a regulatory and a quality guy and so on. If it's a big company, then you have many, many people for quality and regulatory. It's all it's scalable. We a scalable scalable system, but I think yeah, it's, <laughs> it's important to have that uh, just for uh, if you are really thinking long term within your company, it's really important to have this kind of of, uh, of strategy. Okay, so I think it's great. So we had really a good understanding now of what is a quality management system, of where we should go. Uh, as a reminder for uh, class one products, so we need to have a quality management system, but it doesn't need specifically to be certified. Uh, for all the rest, uh, it needs to be certified in a certain measure. Uh, so ISO 13485 is one solution and you can go for any accredited body that uh, can provide that to you. But if you need already a notified body, uh, why would you go for another accredited body? So take your notified body for that. Um, as a reminder, as of today, I think there are still nine notified bodies uh, for uh, MDR and three for IVDR. Um, by end of January, maybe with Brexit, I don't know if we will lose BSI UK. So it will be eight and uh, two again. So yeah, there is still a lot of things to to come. But um, but yeah, you have uh, you have um, you have options. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's still a journey for you. So um, if you have any other question about quality management system, so you can reach out to us, so to Stefan Bollinger or, or myself uh, through LinkedIn or through um, through the comments here on the on the on the on the website or on the on the YouTube channel. And uh, uh, Stefan, I think uh, they can see you or follow you on beyondquality.com. Is it correct? Yes, that is correct. But most likely you will follow me on all this information about in LinkedIn. So it's easier because the most interesting things we do on our regular days during work and everything happens, I will post on LinkedIn or one of my colleagues posts on LinkedIn, for example, as we have opened our new facility and your new office in Singapore, which will deal with all the Asian market and right. 1st of January this year. And all of that stuff will be posted directly on LinkedIn and that's easier to follow than on our website. Good. So congratulations for, for your next, uh, your challenges. Thank you. um, okay. So thank you, Stefan, then for, for your support. Uh, and then I will, uh, I will see you in another episode. So have a good day. Yeah. Great. Thanks. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye.